Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulholland. And I'm Jeff Shuck. We're the co-leaders of Plenty. Thanks for joining our podcast, Plenty for Everyone. Each episode, we talk with conscious leaders like you to explore abundance in work and life, fulfillment in head and heart, and ways we can all work together to make this world a better place. Welcome, everybody, to Plenty for Everyone. So grateful to have you tune in to us today. My name is Jennifer Mulholland. I'm the co-principal of Plenty, along with my partner, Jeff Shuck. As always, I'm calling in from our retreat center called Heart Space in Park City, Utah. And Jeff is in our Plenty office in the Midwest, Michigan City, Indiana. And today we have a special guest with us, Dr. Wayne Combs. Hi, Wayne. Hello. We are so grateful for you to join us today. Wayne was one of the participants and students in our first inaugural class of Lantern, our leadership retreat for conscious leaders like you, and can't believe it was in 2016 that you joined us in Park City. We're grateful to revisit our connection and conversation with you. Well, thank you so much. Just knowing you're in that space makes me long to be there. So (laughs) I'm glad you can transfer that to me on the West Coast. My name is Wayne Combs. I am the Associate Vice President of Operations for Chuck Children's Foundation in Orange County, which is south of Los Angeles. And I'm also Associate Professor Adjunct for the School of Education at the University of Southern California. And I am thrilled to be here with both of you. Wayne, it's so great to see you. Jen has seen you a few times since Lantern. I don't think I've seen, well, I've seen you once or twice because we were able to do a little bit of work for you, but it's fantastic to see you. I assume when you're talking about wanting to be where we are, you're talking about heart space in Park City (laughs) and not Indiana, but (laughs) it's great to see you nonetheless. I'm having a bit of time slippage too, that we met seven years ago. Holy smokes. So like, an undergraduate and a graduate school ago is when we met. That feels crazy. Maybe, do you mind just kind of telling people what you're up to now? You gave us two really impressive titles, and then we'll go back and hear where you were 2016. So what are you up to? Well, you know, the experience that I had with you all at HeartSpace really allowed me to kind of really focus on launching my career in a direction that I felt was more centered in where I felt enriched and valued in creating value in others. I had just started teaching at USC when I met you all. I was in transition professionally and kind of wondering where I wanted to invest and make a difference. And one of the things that I learned while I was with you all and experiencing all the wonderful groups and people that you brought together and activities and so forth was trying to figure out who I am and what do I want to be as a leader and where do I want to take that. And I always felt that leadership was something that was in my future because I feel like so much of leadership is how you treat human beings. And I always saw that as something as critical to life in any work environment. And I wanted to be a part of ensuring that that was a positive, healthy experience for those people around me. And so 
soon after I got to join you, I was approached for a position at Chalk Children's in working with their foundation doing fundraising and specifically to run the operations. And I wasn't certain whether I was going to take up the opportunity, but I came into the environment. I saw so many different leaders that were carrying light. And I saw this as a place of passion and commitment, innovation, and just sincere thoughtfulness about the human condition, both of our associates and, of course, the children and family we serve. And I thought, well, this is where I should have been all along. <laughs> I found my place, my people. And so I did commit to it six years ago. I've been here for six years now and just thrilled to be a part of such an important mission. And currently, I continue to forge ahead as a professor. I teach doctoral courses and the dissertation chair in the Organizational Change and Leadership Program. It's an educational doctorate program at USC. And that was probably where I got the biggest surprises in my own growth and development. I think sometimes the things we do for a living, you know, we kind of box in a certain space and say, that's all about that, and we leave it there. But I found that in teaching and working with, it's an international program with students all over the world and the country, I could not believe how much I was learning <laughs> as I was teaching. I've taught every semester since 215, so a lot of students, and I can't stop. <laughs> and part of the reason that I think I felt so much confidence in being in this space was something that I learned at HeartSpace, something that deeply, deeply special to me and a really personal enlightenment that I carry with me. And one reason why I just can't help if I'm in the vicinity of this beautiful space to stop in and remember that connection and that inspiration, that epiphany that I had. Mm, lovely. I can share that with you if you would like. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. I think that has been such a privilege and pleasure for me in particular when you come to Sundance and you stop in and make the time and effort. And every time we have this revisitation to the connection of light, the light within you, the light within me, the light within plenty, and the light within Heart Space, our retreat center that kind of supported you through Lantern, our, our leadership retreat. But more, more than that, I just, this last time when you came in January, we just got into this juicy, good feeling, special exchange of thoughtful conversation, conscious conversation, as we like to say. And it left an indelible print on me, and I'm sure it did on you too. And it just felt like we should share this feeling with others. And, you know, seven years later to talk to you and see the impact that something that you experienced in three and a half days, and we experienced it with you, has such a long lasting impact, so use the same word, feels really touching and inspiring and something that we hope other people can experience for themselves. So I have this visceral memory when you were, I think you've done this actually every time 
I always let Wayne pick his pod of where he wants to sit. And he sits in the same pod that was his home pod, which is, we use this term for when we, an area in the living room of heart space where we have a collection of couches and cozy chairs. And Wayne, you always go to the front right pod and he, he puts his hands up on the wall to mark kind of this insight and epiphany that you're speaking to. So maybe, I guess you take it wherever you want to take it. I think it might help the listeners to understand, like, how did you even decide to come to Lantern? Like, what space were you in? And then what was available to you when you went through the conscious leadership retreat? And maybe before we even get there, let's, we always have new listeners every episode. So to just orient people to a couple terms that you've heard, Lantern is our leadership retreat. We hold it three times a year. Wayne came to the first one ever in 2016. It happens at HeartSpace, which is a retreat center. It is a, we call it an unmeeting space. And we built it out years ago, feeling that if we wanted to create sacred space between people, it had to happen in a sacred space itself. So what Jen's referring to is it's set up like no meeting place you've ever been to. There's comfy couches and blankets and pillows, and it's kind of the canvas on which we paint all of our work, including Lantern. So there's the backdrop. That's a good good context. For what Jen was just saying. So take it away, Wayne. What was the... Well, I can tell you that I'd already earned an MBA before this experience, and I had studied the great leaders, and I had read things in books and, you know, gone to seminars and conferences and so forth. And when this was offered to me as an opportunity by an associate management firm that was supporting the Association of Advancement Services Professionals, which I am also on the board and past president of, I thought about it because it was something different and it wasn't going to be something that was choreographed. It was something that wasn't part of a, it didn't need a license or certification. You know, I didn't need any of those kinds of things. This was going to be an experience with other leaders. And in this particular case, nonprofit leaders was what we were representing or organizations that are supported by associate management firms. I thought that, okay, this is, I've been waiting for something like this, but it's never been offered and I've never been able to find it. And usually when you find something, it's going to be at a hotel conference room or something. It's going to be this like prescriptive thing. And fortunately, the individual that invited me, you know, really was able to share with me like, this is going to be different. We are definitely going to address like what it means to be a leader, but we're going to look at it internally. And a lot of the leadership texts in academia, they talk about this, and you know, the servant leader, the internal, what does the leader represent and how did they share that leadership with others and inspire others? And I just, I really wanted to have an experience like that and I've been looking for it. So I think in part, I was, I was ready to have an experience like this. I was open to it. And so I said, okay, I'll come. And I think, you know, one of the first things, you know, I remember in entering into the space, of course, was meeting Jeff and Jennifer and the, st- the staff are amazing in this facility as well. I, I don't have all their names offhand, but I do want to recognize them as well. But, um, you know, you study so much about leadership. You see leaders in the field. You walk in the room. 
Jeff and Jennifer introduces herself and you're set in the minute, the immediate reaction is, oh, these are leaders. I don't know what they're leaders of, but I know they're leaders. And I know that there's going to be something here that I'm not anticipating or that I couldn't recognize in advance that I'm going to learn from and perhaps be inspired by. And so th that was the first impression. And then, of course, other people are arriving and you're meeting people. And we're, I think everybody's, you know, got a little bit of trepidation, like, what is this going to be like? But, you know, everybody just really was so gracious and engaging. And it's such a comfortable, relaxed environment with just all the senses are engaged in a way that are comfortable, whether it's whether it's a smell or a sound or the comfy seats or whatever it is. One of the first things that I caught, I got, I keyed in on that I really appreciated was that we had to give up our phones. We all had to put our phones in a basket and they got taken away from us. And I thought, okay, right on. I'm going to have the right experience now. That was my first sign that we're doing something for real. And then just the humility and grace that Jennifer and Jeff bring to a conversation like this, truly understanding that people may feel uncomfortable, you know, may, you know, have doubts about themselves or how this is, experience is going to be, but it just, you could not help but kind of relax and say, okay, let me be open to this. And the, with the people around us, I'm here now <laughs> and my phone is gone. So let me really you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that's not difficult to do because the experiences, there's different experiences, I think, to help you understand who you are, obviously, but also to kind of release you from what you think you are and allow yourself to be freeform about this idea of what am I as a leader and what does having an inner light mean? And I think we oftentimes hear this as a spiritual context or as a religious context, but it was never embodied in that way. This was really about how do I shine? How does my energy come out? How do I convey my energy to others? And how does that inspire and bring them closer and help us accomplish things that we couldn't do individually or, or as a group otherwise? And that understanding, I think, is a core concept that really helps strengthen kind of your understanding of where can you go with this? How far can you go? This is something that is me. I'm not adopting it from something else. This is in me. And now how am I going to bring this out and let this breathe and exist and be something that others can see and be drawn by? That was a realization that was really powerful in itself. And then through various activities, and I would say they're interactive with, you know, we're broken up into different groups, which is great. So we can have a little bit more one-on-one -on -one with the people around us. And now, now we're sharing our uncertainties and doubts with each other, which is, you know, kind of. I think helps us all become a little bit more relaxed because we realize we're all kind of feeling the same thing, but we're all open. We want to know, well, we're in this great space. And clearly the, we, we have these two leaders in Jennifer and Jeff that really get it. I want to get some of that too. <laughs> what is that going to feel like for me? And of course it's different for everybody. You know, everybody has their own way, I think. And I saw, we saw that around us because we got to engage with contributing to each other's own understanding or their own kind of transformation evolution through this process. And it, you know, you could think about it as kind of like a, it wasn't a buddy system, but we were a pack or a pod as they call it. And I really felt like we leaned into that in these groups. And I saw the other ones do this too, where we, we were now 
feeding each other. We were now elevating the experience and the conversation in ways that could not have been prescribed through activities and conversations, but now we're now we're contributing to it. Now it's becoming something more. I really enjoyed that process because I can only see what I see. I don't know anybody in this room. Everybody feels like they're kind of opening themselves up and trying to figure something out. And so you kind of feel like the space, you can't help but just feel safe and trusted, you know, with Jeff and Jennifer's approach to these conversations and our activities, but also everybody around you is kind of grappling with these challenges and issues and and trying to figure out where they stand as well. Yeah. Can I just comment on that real quick? I think what you're, you're referring to is the idea that we need each other to thrive and we need each other to grow. And we're designed as a human species that we're the only ones we can't see without looking in a mirror. And so the idea of group work and having conscious leaders come together to not only work on shining their own light and becoming more aware of how their light works for them, but also mirroring and reflecting that light in others who are interested in a common growth, in a common influence, in making this world a better place, in leading themselves and others with more authenticity and power and integrity. And so that you're speaking to kind of this idea of the mirror, right? This, how do we not only be the light and shine it for others through ourselves and illuminate it, but how do we reflect the light as well in a way that can help the betterness of the whole, if you will? Jennifer, that's such an important point. I would just extend it a little bit further, just with the way that that you have crafted this space and developed this the lantern program we all have coaches mentors family members that give us advice and you know that we can get feedback from but they know us in a way and the feedback gets confined to that whether they like it or not it, you can't do anything about it there's a bias in the way that you approach things in that context and what i thought was really extraordinary you know like the thing that i could not recreate was being in a space a guided space with people that did not know me and that through this learning experience we could exchange feedback and thoughts safely and like did you ever think of this or what about this i see this and it was just we constantly felt like we were investing in each other but we were you know we were we were developing this light inside us through this exchange I'd love to, you're giving us so many threads to build. So we're already going to have to have another episode. I'm just, I say that every episode, but I'm going to say it now. Two things. First of all, before we go too much longer, I want just to acknowledge and say thank you for the the beautiful ways you're speaking of our way. And that makes me feel good that you see me in that way and that you see plenty in Jennifer and HeartSpace in that way. But You said something else that's really interesting that I want to highlight because it's intentional on our part. You said, when you get feedback from people you know or that you've worked with, they know you in a way, right? Well, the opposite works. We know them. So when we get feedback from people we see all the time, we're putting our own filter on it. They're not just spinning it their way. We're spinning it our way. We're saying, oh, my mom, of course she says it this way. Or, oh, that's what my boss always says. And we create these stories in ourselves. And one of the great things about Lantern that's incredibly intentional is 
we can listen with fresh eyes, right? Or listen with fresh ears, see with fresh eyes, as Jen says, when the people, we haven't painted anything on them. They're blank canvases for us. And so they're they're better mirrors and we get to see ourselves in a new way. And when we do, there's that aha that I think you're pointing to of, I could be something different to this person than I am to someone who's known me for 20 years. And if that's possible now, that's possible all the time. I can create myself anew every day or every moment. So I just, you've said so many things I wanted to chime in on, but I love that point about the power of being a blank canvas for others and the power of receiving that in return. If I can just add one more thing and then we'll pass the baton back to you, Wayne. I think also what you're speaking is, is this awareness, which is one of the core practices of being a conscious leader is being aware is the first major practice and focus area. The second is being aligned and the third is being intentional. This awareness is also what we saw come alive in you and what we see come alive in other Lantern attendees and ourselves to what Jeff you're speaking about with family and loved ones is where do we dim our lights? Where do we hold back? And is that serving us or anybody else? Like, what would it be like if we absolutely unleashed the purity, the power, the truth, the unwavering essence of our light, of our soul, of our wisdom that just wants to be unadulterated or unaltered, I should say, and not held back? And so there's discretion that we learn as we kind of become experts of the nuance of, wow, am I aware in this moment with a family, loved one, colleague, employee, staff, am I holding back and dimming my light? Where could I bring my fullest expression? And where does it feel comfortable and uncomfortable or safe and unsafe? And I think that's what we saw and witnessed over the course of a very short period of time of three and a half days where we always say, I wish we could take this photograph or this video of people's auras of their light, the quality of their light shining from when they first walk in to when they leave, because There's a palpable, tangible feeling that that light, those barriers or those blockages or that self-induced glass ceiling that we hold ourselves in kind of gets freed. And we can't really tell you or speak of when those moments happen. And for every person, it's a different It happens differently, but that's, I feel like that's what we witnessed in you and what you're talking about is that moment or those moments, that environment that is so key to setting up a safe place where that light can free itself within you. You, You're making me travel back in time. I make, uh, it's quite a moment of nostalgia (laughs) as you share. It's so easy to do with both of you. There is an approach that you share with us that I think really shows your vulnerability as well. And I think in doing so, you allow us all to feel like this is a space for that. And this is where we can have those conversations that we've maybe not been able to touch because to your point, they've been blocked. Or maybe we couldn't see it because our attention was locked elsewhere. I think the point about 
us filtering feedback is such a key barrier to our own personal self-understanding. And I think it's interesting because I had only started teaching at the time, but you know now I can look back and, and I can see how leaders evolve because everybody in my program that I'm teaching are leaders in their respective fields. And I oftentimes bring in, I will tell you, I bring in lantern concepts and by talking and thinking, I can't help it because now it's in me. And so this is who I am. But I see people struggling with wanting to obtain, they think that they want to obtain success. And they've tried to determine what that means. Because oftentimes people in a doctoral program, they're getting a degree because they believe it will take them somewhere. And I oftentimes have to tell them it's not the degree, it's you that will take you somewhere. The degree is just validating something that you probably already know you could do. And certainly there's there's an importance to that, but what do you wanna do with it? And it gets to this concept of your calling is what I reference it. And I think that leaders ultimately want to find that place where they can do the most, I would hope good, <laughs> for whatever their mission is. And it's like, where am I most talented or where am I best used? Or what is the thing inside me that can extend and take this mission or take this direction I'm taking beyond where I could do it otherwise? And I think there, there is this, that leaders seek this out and some never find it. And I think it's one of the things that drives people to want to accumulate more certifications or experiences or degrees is they're hoping somewhere in there, it will be revealed. They'll know the pathway and they'll be able to go forward and find that point of enlightenment where they feel fulfilled. And this is a space where I was able to discover that personally. And I was an individual that always accumulated things in the hopes that it would take me somewhere, but not really understanding that it was inside me and I couldn't see it. So one of the activities that we engage in is, you know, I'll try not to get too emotional because it really is, it did strike me deeply of why the pilgrimage, we'll get back to that. But we have to draw something on a piece of paper that kind of symbolizes what we, you know, like I said, you know, what, what we think our value is or what we're contributing or what, what it inspires us. What's your highest possibility, I think, was that exercise. You've said that a few times, have you, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> so I just love to learn. I could learn how to put a toy together and I would enjoy that. Or, I mean, whatever it is, I like that kind of intellectual stimulation, but it doesn't have to be academic. It could be emotional, anything where I can engage myself in expanding awareness. And so I put up a brain with green rays coming out, implying growth, you know, like sprouts. And so you put this up there, you know, for a couple of days. And one of the things that you're allowed to do is write on other people's poster. And so you're just talking. I mean, you're going through exercises, you're engaging with each other, getting to know each other. So they're getting to know you. And through that process, they're learning things from you. And this goes back to feedback and coaching. You know, your the feedback that you might get with from your parents, everything is prescriptive or, or you filter. But in this context, there's no filter because you don't know. 
and it is the surprise of being with people and having them see you and see things in you that you did not know. So on the second day, one of my pod mates went up and put a big red heart in the middle of my brain. Not my brain, but the brain on the poster. And it was such a connection to something that I didn't really understand. I thought that this was all in me. I didn't know that there was a light shining out. I mean, people would say things, but I didn't really understand how to conceptualize it, how to view it in a way that I could be more deliberate in expressing it. And that's one of the most incredible things that I obtained from this experience is that I don't have doubts. I know that my calling is tied to my love of learning and creating environments where people can learn and love to learn. And I, since this experience, I ha- it has shot me out like a cannon. I mean, I, my whole academic experience, I mean, all of my evaluations and reviews that I get from students over the last seven years, the routine feedback is that I love, I'm, that they get so much out of learning with me in my classroom. That it's just a space that they love to learn in and that I'm so engaged with the material and they love to be part of that space. And then I get that from my colleagues as well. Can we meet? Can we discuss something? We would love to have you a part of that. And so I was always trying to find what that was, searching for it, looking externally in all of these different practices and experiences. Not really, it was always there and I was already expressing it. But maybe perhaps it was a dim light. (laughs) And Jennifer and Jeff helped me take off the shutters and let it be a whole light with confidence, with determination, in a way that I never could have possibly understood. And I wish I would have remembered my pod mate who did that, and I don't. And I, you know, and that doesn't matter. It's not important. It's all of those individuals that share this experience are part of your experience. And I really do feel that, that we share that light from that experience, and we have that part of our light going forward. And I'll be always eternally grateful for what they did. It's so beautiful. And I like to kind of put a visceral image to our listeners. When Wayne comes to heart space, he literally goes to the wall and puts his hands flattened on the wall at the very spot where his poster and this kind of aha concretized for you or came to life. And I think it it's such a beautiful example of what's possible at any point in time. You know, I think we we often get in our own way or unconsciously kind of put a lot of experiences and cultural conditioning and family pass downs and beliefs and kind of becomes like the mud, right? Or the layers of how we hold ourselves. And the beauty of that experience, which is definitely a theme of which we teach and practice through Lantern and through our other work, is how to deeply listen, how you, how me, how all of us can deeply listen to the wisdom within ourselves. The the answers we're seeking are within. We often are looking for it outside. And so it's so frustrating when somebody tells you like, oh, you have you have the answers within, just go look for it. And you're like, what the hell? Like, that's not helpful because it's hard. It's difficult. We struggle with it. And yet it's always true. And what the, your pod mate did and what other pod mates, I would say, did also 
is they were deeply listening, not only to the words you were using, but the space you were coming from, the feeling of your light, the consistency of your expression, the meandering of your truth, of of those conversations that were leading up to that moment in time where she was able to reflect back and say, you're missing something. Your The heart brain, the heart of your intellect, the heart of your your mind needs to be captured here in the love of learning. Like that's where it's coming from. And that feels like a quality as a conscious leader that is really an unlock. How do we deeply listen to the quality of our light, the light's expression, the light's calling within ourselves? How do we do that for the people we're leading? And how do we do it for the people that we're in relationship with, even if it's for a three and a half day retreat, or it's a lifetime upon lifetimes, you know, of growing up together. So, yeah, you're hitting on so many things that we love. And again, I would just say, you're a great mirror for me right now. I'm just, I feel great about what you said you got out of the experience because that feels like it resonates with what I what I want people to get out of it. There's something that triggers Jen from what you were just saying, Wayne. We often on this podcast talk about intention and the power of intention and pursuing things, being clear about why you're pursuing things, right? So to your point about, am I getting a doctorate? Because I'm really excited by this work. It's a very different experience than am I pursuing a doctorate because I think I'll make $20,000 more a year. It's not that one is better than the other. It's just making sure you're clear on why you're doing it. And I think there's, there is such a drumbeat in the world, especially right now. There's drumbeats about money is important and admiration is important and the accolades from others are important. And we get so attuned to the drumbeat that we miss the metronome that's inside of us, right? There's actually a steady click inside of us. And Jen, you always talk about the incredible power of joy. I'm not going to say the simple power because it's not simple. The incredible power of joy, the incredible power of passion, the incredible power of stress, these emotions that we have that are actually our metronome beating back and forth that when you wake up on a Monday morning and you feel dread about your to-do list, when you read a new book and you're overcome by tears of joy because it's so exciting to you, like those are ways your inner light are saying, this is what's really important, not the other things out here. And it's not to have any judgment about being admired or being financially successful or having a great title. You have all of those things, but it's about making sure you're clear on what really matters to you. So you don't spend the whole your whole life dancing to someone else's song and missing your own. So I just I just love what you both talked about right there. It's super touching, and we're so grateful to hear this lasting impact, too. I think that's always been our desire, that this is not frivolous, tooly, tricky, or it's long-lasting, this change and shifts that we get to experience, and we're experiencing them right along with you. The freedom that comes with clarity and confidence of who you are, like nothing can replace that value. I don't feel like we arrive at that. Like I, I don't think it's an ed state because I feel like once we have these moments of awakening and insight and aha, there's more 
insight, awakening, and ahas to come. And yet, when we are clearer about our true identity beyond body, beyond form, beyond title, beyond label, beyond gender, however we're identifying, that we are more than what appears to be. And when we can connect to the infinity of that essence, that the light, the soul that we were born with, that will continue on when we pass on, that what is that that light's purpose? And when we can kind of explore that with genuine curiosity and kind of close in on on it without having it to be fixed. So bear with me, there's like a nuance here that in your purpose statement, your reason for being is to continue to perpetuate the love of learning that you have and to share that, have that be infectious with those you teach so that they too will share a love of learning if I'm listening to your purpose. And once we get that clarity, that ballpark-ishness that we always say is never chiseled in stone, like there's always room for it to morph, then we are able to turn it over to a higher light, whatever you name that to be. And that could be God, it could be the universe, it could be nature, it could be the divine wisdom, the goddess, whatever your beliefs are. But then we can like be in relationship with this force that connects us all to say, use me for the highest and greatest good of all beings in alignment with this purpose. And now we're like really up-leveling our impact, right? Because now we have more self-awareness of why we're here. We don't necessarily know the playing field or where we're going to need to show up in service of that purpose. But the having that intention to use our purpose for good, use our purpose for whatever it is, helps to, I think, really unlock the potential of what being a conscious leader is in the first place. And there are no instructions for that. Jeff and I don't have the answers for you to walk that path. We're walking that with you. But what we do have is this commitment to practice and walking it and experimenting it and seeing when does it work for us? When are we on? When are we off? And and that's the same thing what we've learned with you over the years is there's lots of experimentation of like, where does this feel good? Where does it not feel good? Where am I really shining or dimming? And anyway, it feels like that's what's so on offer that you unlock there and continue to unlock in your path of teaching and your path of leadership. You both have articulated many messages I could touch upon. I mean, it, it really is a joy to be with you both today. I have to say that I'm just thrilled. <laughs> I have to say, you know, in line with what you're articulating, Jennifer, is this idea that we think, read a book, you know, follow these instructions. You know, these are the things that are going to make things happen. But the things that are inside you, I don't think they can be discovered or developed through a prescription. You need to create a setting and an environment where people can engage with each other with respect, trust, and openness so that we can have the conditions to do that that insight, that discovery. I will tell you, I remember going on the trail walk and it was after this, it was the afternoon, it was after that moment. And I remember walking through, I don't even, I was lifted. I was in another 
space. I, I was like, I felt such a divine peace inside me that I felt I was connecting with the universe through that ex- natural experience. And it was such a delightful thing to happen in relation to that. But I, I do think that that peacefulness, that understanding and confidence in your light and what it means, people recognize it. They don't know what it is, but I've had people more often than not, there's something about you. Yep. You know, and I don't know what to tell them because I, I should just say, you need to go to heart space. You'll find out what that is, which would be one approach. But I mean, I try to say, you know, I'm just happy. It's hard to explain, but I do say things like, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. I'm doing things that inspire me. I'm helping others. You try to find a way to articulate it. It's something that's very hard to articulate that they're seeing because I don't know exactly what they're seeing, but they're seeing something. It's something that I continue to carry and I continue to grow, as you noted. It's not a fixed concept. The light that you, once you let it out and it's shining, then it's kind of like it can go in every direction. And certainly we can't go in every direction. We have to somehow try to focus how we engage in life and what we do. But I do think that it does allow us to access ourselves in a way that by virtue of that, opportunities just happen. People lead me into directions I'm supposed to go in because they perceive something and they see what I'm trying to, that it's authentic, that it's something that's real that I'm trying to share with them. And that is, to me, the most humbling experience of all. I mean, I feel so honored to be in the space I'm in. I feel humbled that I was one person that got to experience this organic kind of transformation and affirmation and realization and inspiration all at once. I don't know. I'll keep putting them in there. But I mean, I feel humbled that this experience I had with you both at HeartSpace translated into something so extraordinary. I just wonder, like, what would have happened if I hadn't come? (laughs) You know, where would I be? But I don't have to worry about that because I did. And I have that and that light shines my way, and I will for the rest of my life. You're making me think of a little metaphor of there's probably everyone as a kid in science class and preschool played with a magnifying glass and how this small little thing can make the sun so far away, so powerful. And and I think what you're t- you're speaking to, the image I had in my head is, how we're taught, you know, to build your magnifying glass, get your glass right. You know, you need a better glass. You need a fancier glass. You need the one made of gold. You need the one from Nike instead of, and no one's taught to think of the light that you're going to put through it first, you know? So we're, we're all sitting around like firing and nobody's aimed. Nobody's thought about that work or many people have actually, but most of us, when we're younger, we're not told that that part matters but that's what matters actually the magnifying glasses are easy to find there's plenty of ways to focus your passion once you're clear on what they are but wow the getting clear on what you are it requires a conversation that a lot of people aren't comfortable with and it's one we talk in the podcast all the time it's the conversation with yourself and on the podcast over and over we say what we say at lantern which is just be honest with yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Be present to the conversation you're having every moment about 
what you like and what you don't, what you really feel, all those things that you are afraid to share or afraid to dream about, that's the conversation to pay attention to. And once once you have that, you have the power of the sun inside yourself. And you'll find there's plenty of ways to focus. And God knows there's there's no shortage of things that need bright light right now. So I just so appreciate the gift that you are. And I've gotten such energy from this conversation, Wayne. So thank you. I want to thank you both for providing this opportunity for me to share. It definitely warms my entire being. And it's important that we revisit these beginnings to remind ourselves how special and how worthy I think that, you know, that we are. Well, we can't thank you enough for being so generous with your time and for sharing the feeling. And that's, I think, our hope for anybody listening in beyond the words that were exchanged and beyond the story that you told. There, There's an emanation of a feeling that feels really good to us. It was the feeling of feeling good of exchange that we had when you came back on your pilgrimage to Park City in January. And we undervalue that feeling, the feeling of feeling good and pursuing that and how what if it was that simple? What if that was our birthright to feel good? And what would happen if we followed that feeling more and we cultivated that in our work and environment, in our business, in our strategy, in our leading of teams, in the service of our clients or causes that we, that we lead? I think we would be in a different place. And part of what you're talking about is this, the realization of the feeling of your light. Yes, the purpose statement and that aha, I'm so glad you spoke to the feeling you had when you went on the trail, which we're surrounded by nature, our heart spaces at the base of Park City Mountain Resort. We take people out on purpose to really sink into the feeling of what is this peaceful place? What is the state that you are experiencing connected to something beyond just you? That may be your pod mates, new relationships, but what was it? And having that feeling not dissipate, that feeling carry through. And that's part of the intention is once we get a clear feeling of our own light, once we cultivate a more conscious connection with it, then no matter what happens, uncertainty, change, things come out of the blue, we know that we can always rely that that light is not going anywhere, that that light is always on, as we say, a plenty. And so feel really grateful that you pointed to that. That certainly was a feeling that we had during the last hour with you. And hopefully that's what our listeners can take away is the feeling of feeling good, the feeling of being connected to your true essence. And if that is of interest to you as a little lantern plug, we'd love to have you come experience lantern for yourself. As Jeff mentioned, we have it in March this year. We have it in June and October of 2023. And then we have lantern two for all of our lantern graduates that happens over the autumn equinox in September. So Find out more at plentyconsulting.com forward slash lantern. And thank you, Wayne. We we look forward to continuing this journey with you and can't thank you enough for sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks so much, Wayne. Thank you so much. Be well, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. Join the conversation and learn more at www.plentyconsulting.com.